Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Hopefully you are joining us this week for the Homegrown Generation Family Expo. It is our live online interactive conference with an incredible lineup of speakers. And so if you have already missed Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and you're listening to this episode on Thursday, it is not too late. You can still join us. Go to homegrowngeneration.com, use the coupon code podcast, and that will give you 25% off of your registration. It's $35 to register, but with that 25% off coupon, it comes to $26 and 25 cents, I think, if I did the math right. But you guys know I'm not a math person, so I may not have done that right, but I'm pretty sure it is. Anyway, you can still sign up. It is not too late. And even if you're listening to this episode long after the conference, you can still sign up for the conference and you're just gonna miss that live interaction, but you still will have the entire conference access to it. You can watch and rewatch every single session that you wanna watch um, and, and get that encouragement as well as the swag bag and all the other fun stuff that comes along with it. So thank you so much. Um, for those who are joining us and who have joined us this week, um, I know that it is a week of encouragement because the speaker lineup that the Lord has brought to us has just been absolutely incredible. And so it's neat to see the Lord work in that way. So again, it's not too late. Go sign up at homegrowngeneration.com. Well, I know if you're to this point in the week, you've probably already listened to Monday's episode and Wednesday's episode with Abby, and she's talking about why homeschooling matters, getting to the heart of homeschooling. Why are we doing this? Why do you homeschool? Why should your friend homeschool? It answers all of the questions from a biblical perspective on why we are doing what we're doing. And so I hope you've been encouraged. I I know that you have. Uh, But the Homegrown Generation Family Expo is going to bring you more of this encouragement as we do this replay from this 2020 session that Abby did. Um, Enjoy it. Before we get back into this, I want to say thank you to our sponsor again, BJU Press Homeschool. You guys don't homeschool alone. Don't do that. You need people around you and you need support when it comes to homeschooling. You know it. I know it. We all need it. And you have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward his creation. It's why BGU Press exists. They exist to help you be successful in that endeavor. You can learn more by visiting their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call one 800 845 5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. They have really, really helpful consultants who will walk you through any question you have about whatever subject it is that you're wanting to teach to your kids using BJU Press Homeschool. Enjoy the rest of this episode, and hopefully we'll see you on the other side at the Homegrown Generation Family Expo. I'm loving seeing your comments come up on this. Um, I would love to know, and you know, we're, we're talking about the why. What is your why? for homeschooling and comment on this. And mm-hmm. and if your why has just changed in the last Dad, 45 us. minutes, tell us what is your why? If someone were to ask you today, why do you homeschool? Because I'm telling you, our why has changed. When we first started homeschooling, we were running from something. Mm-hmm. We were running from, and it was more actually of a, a physical protection at the time. We were in Los Angeles. The school district um, was terrible. The school our daughter would have gone to was not good couldn't afford private school at, t- at the time. So we're like, eh, I guess we'll do this homeschool thing. This is really <laughs> weird. And I don't have a minivan. And it just seemed so odd. And our why has drastically changed over the years. And this is our why now. It is yeah. all about the discipleship of our children and training their hearts and righteousness because we only have our kids for a few years. I mean, I 
those of you who have grown kids, you know how quickly it goes. My oldest is 14 right now, and I cannot believe no. that she's already 14, that we only have another four years. Can you imagine years. giving up so many hours no, a day for I can't. And I mean, sometimes I can, honestly. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I could imagine <laughs> well, you three know, hours. I could imagine sure. that. <laughs> and, and I want to say sometimes we need breaks as moms, and that yes. is important. And that's okay, but that doesn't mean you send them in to, to a place that they're going to be destroyed for crying out loud. You right. can have a break and still protect your children. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and it's okay to need to take a break. We all need that. Oh, um, yes, and your you kids need to. a break from you. Sometimes, you know, um, you talked earlier about, about enjoying being with your kids. You know, I yes. love being with my kids. And, and we talked about this on one of the other sessions. I don't remember which one, but that oftentimes people will say, well, I, I couldn't stand to be around my kids all day. Mm. Well, that's likely because you're not the one training them. You're not right. the one discipling them. You're allowing someone else to raise your children and then you're expecting them to come home yes. and behave the way that you want them to behave. Right. Well, if you're not someone the one, else is building a foundation and then they're bringing that foundation into your home and it doesn't fit with your life because your life is built on God's right. word. They're building a foundation that isn't. And no wonder you can't stand to be around your children. Right, right. And that's that is not God's plan for your family. Right. I want to read another verse to you. Um, this is actually uh, it's Joshua 22 uh, verses five. Uh, it's verse five. And um it says only be, and this is Joshua uh, reminding the Israelites of the, the words of Moses, but I love the way that it's written in this um, chapter. And it says, only be very careful to observe the commandment and the law that Moses, the servant of the Lord commanded you to love the Lord, your God, and to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and to cling to him and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. You guys, that is the whole purpose of life is to serve the Lord and to love him and to cling to him. And how yeah. can our kids learn to do that when for 16,000 hours we're putting them in an in a institution right. that is, like you said, Abby, teaching them everything that is contrary to the word of God. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's unfair. And then we're shocked. And then we act shocked when we look around our culture and see what's going on. And honestly, I mean, to hit on something, it's like, why are we so surprised that kids are shooting each other for crying out loud? Look what is happening around you. Right. It, it is not, it's really not a shocker. When you do anything as, away from God's way, what do you expect to happen? It's not going to work. I don't care how pretty you package it. It's not going to work. And, and like Yvette said, it, it, we have to teach and train this to our children. It's like the deer. If they're literally led to their slaughter because nobody showed them the way out. Nobody taught them how to get out. Everybody got lazy. Hey, no snow's coming. We're lazy. We don't have to worry about it. It's not going to affect us. And pretty soon they're dead everywhere because nobody taught them the yeah. way. And and I, I, I've gotten this question a lot that says, okay, and I think we've kind of hit this, but I mean, another analogy when people say, okay, I, I get that. We need to teach it. We're going to come bring our kids home at the end of the day. We're going to debunk every lie. We're going we're gonna to go through this. And, and I was talking to someone the other day and I said, you know what? It's like... um it's like sunblock. It's like if I'm outside all day, every day, seven days a week, right? And it, and I don't put sunblock on. And then at four o'clock, I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to get some sunblock on. It's four o'clock. And I put sunblock on for the last hour of my day. That is not going to negate the effects that the sun had on me all day long. My, my skin is still going to be tanned. I'm still going to carry everything I did all day long. Yeah, I got sunblock from four to five and all day Sunday, or maybe a half a day Sunday when I was at church. But it's it's the same way with our kids. We will still carry that tan. When you look at me, you will still see 
tan. It will be in me. It's not something I can get rid of. It's going to be a part of what built me and made me. My skin will be tanned from being in the sun. And one hour of sunscreen isn't going to change that at the end of the day. It's like that with your kids. It will be interwoven into the foundation of who your children are. When they are grown, they will be like their teacher. And I'm not talking Miss Sue in third grade. I'm talking the teacher, the system that is teaching yeah. your children, the overarching sister system. So I don't care if Miss Sue's a Christian and you know you know her values and morals. She's not the teacher behind what your kids are getting. Right. She's just the mouthpiece teaching them what she's been taught to teach. At the end of the day, it is going to be interwoven into their core being, what they are learning all day. And your one hour at the end of the day, if that, and your couple hours on Sunday, you can't undo it. You can add to it. And now they have a double foundation and they're tan with a little bit of sunscreen on. But that's not what God's called us to. Okay, the first one says, what is a good discipleship plan for teenagers 13 to 17? Even with homeschooling them their whole lives, sometimes I worry that there are gaps in their understanding of the gospel. We do a good, uh, we do go to a weekly homeschool community once a week. Um, let me first say that the word of God does not return void. Mm -hmm. If you are pouring God's word into your children and you are teaching them every subject from a biblical worldview, they're, they're going to come to understand scripture. Um, however, yes, there are resources apart from God's word. And, and, and we've talked a ton about this this week. Don't separate the Bible as a single subject and then do all of your other subjects. We, you, what you have to understand is that everything that you're teaching them should point them to Christ. You know, science should be taught from a biblical worldview because, and, and science, especially, I look at that and I think science is all about creation. Every bit of science is about creation, whether it's the human body or the solar system or whatever it is, ecology, it's all about creation and, and God as creator. And so when our kids understand science from a biblical worldview, they will better understand their creator. And there are many, many good options for um, curriculum that is taught from a biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. um, history is the same way. When you teach history, as Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, then you're beginning history from a biblical perspective and you teach them how God, you know, the, the God's plan for mankind and the mistakes that we've made and how that has affected mankind. I mean, that that is teaching from a biblical worldview, English, grammar, everything, even math. You can teach these things. Math is one. God is a God of order, not chaos. And he is a God of absolutes. Two mm -hmm. plus two will always equal four. It is never going to equal 12. Never, mm -hmm. ever, ever, no matter how hard we try. A man is a man. A woman is a woman. That is an absolute fact. And right. so just like math is absolute, God's word is absolute. And so when we teach things from a biblical perspective, that helps. In regards to um, to a discipleship plan, other than teaching from a biblical worldview and, and just reading scripture with your kids, worshiping with them, praying with them. Um, mm -hmm. There are a ton of resources. I The one that keeps coming to my mind right now is uh, Kim Sorgis, who is, uh, she's the author of Not Consumed. Um, that's a, a blog. She has some fantastic resources for teenagers and, and pointing your kids towards Christ. So I would definitely check mm -hmm. her out. I think she's in the vendor hall. Um, as well. So I think you could probably just link to it, but notconsumed.com is her website. She was actually on the panel, what day? I think Tuesday, Abby, right? It's all um, blurring together. One of the days. Yeah. <laughs> she, was a, she was part of one of the roundtable panels. I think it was on Tuesday. And um, she has some fantastic resources. We will try to put together some other resources um, 
if we have a chance. But but for those of you who are watching, if you have some good resources that you've used for your teenagers, please pop them in here um, and and give some suggestions for those things as well. Yeah. So, can Abby, you read, can you read it? can you read that again? Because I'd like to. Add the question? To question. Yeah. Yeah. It says, "What is a good discipleship plan for teenagers, thirteen to seventeen? Even with homeschooling them their whole lives, sometimes I worry that there are gaps in their understanding of the gospel." Okay. We we do a great. Uh, we do go to a weekly homeschool community once a week. Okay, so I do want to share too that your job is not. I mean, there's going to be gaps because our journey with Christ, our 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 walk with God, is constantly growing. It's you're not going to graduate a kid at 18 and they're going to have everything in their walk fi figured out. Your 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 job as a parent is to build a foundation to teach them to go to God's word and to pray and to see what God's word. I think we've lost that in the church. We. We've lost the the teaching of go to God's word. Did you know that everything you need for life and godliness is in there? He tells us everything you need is in there. So I think we we have this thought of I need to have my kids um, at the end of their walk, at the end of their journey. By the time I, they leave my house, and I look at my walk now, and I've I've been a Christian for many many years, and I think from where I am now and where I was even ten years ago, the Lord has brought me a very long way. So if you are teaching your kids God's word and you are um, praying for and with your kids and you're teaching them how to go to God's word, then any gap that there is, God's going to work through that with them. They're going to work that out. They're going to constantly be growing in the Lord. If anybody can say, oh, yep, at 18, when I left the house, I got it all figured out. That's not how it works. That's not how it works for anybody in the Bible. That's not how it works. So so take rest, mom, that, that you're doing the job. Here's the deal. Your job is what God has called you to do. His job is to work out the rest with your child. You're you're not going to give your kids salvation. That's between the Holy Spirit and your child. That's between the Lord and your child. Your job is to be faithful to the calling God has given you, which is to teach and train up your children. So, so take a breath, do what God has called you to do, and trust that He will fill in the gaps, that He will fill in the gaps, that He will do what you can't. Yes. Amen. There's a great book called Already Gone, and it's written by Ken Ham from Answers in Genesis. Um, it's a book that I would highly recommend. As a matter of fact, I think there's a video as well that I've never seen the video, but I've read the book. Um, and the whole premise of the book is really why are kids walking away from their faith today from the church? And mm -hmm. and it's what it comes down to is that kids don't have a solid foundation. They don't know what they believe or why they believe it. And so, you know, in, in our short 18 years of having our kids, it is our job to teach them truth and to teach them you know, why Why we believe what we believe. And if you don't know, mom and dad, what you believe, read God's word. Surround yourselves with godly men and women who will teach you because you can't teach your kids what you don't know. And, and if you don't know it, learn it together. Read mm -hmm. God's word together and study it and learn it together. And God will use that. Don't feel like you need to have every answer and you need to, uh, there's so much about the Bible that I don't understand. And I mean, I'm never going to stop learning, but that's part of the right. the whole purpose of homeschooling too, is to teach your kids how to learn. So right. when they go out of your home, they will know how to learn. Someone commented yeah. here and said, I'd recommend focus on the family's truth project. Yes, we have, our family has gone through that. That is a fantastic program um, that, that kids, and I would say probably for middle school and high school, like she said, um, is a great time to go through that with your kids, but it really does right. help to set the foundation of why you believe what you believe so right. that they can hold on to that. So And let your kids see you, because we don't know everything. 
Shocker. The older I get, the more I realize that I don't know everything. Someone commented, 18-year-olds think they do. Yeah, I, I totally thought I knew everything. <laughs> um, but as as our kids see us go through things, are they seeing us go to God's word? Or are they seeing us go to a million other places? Um, and if your kids are watching you go to God's word for everything you do, they are going to naturally learn that that's where they should go when they, yep. when they question. Yes. So be the example. Yeah, be an example. Read your read your Bible. You know, I try to do my Bible reading before my girls get up, but sometimes they'll get up when I'm still reading and I'll just bring them alongside of me and, and they'll sit and they'll, you know, read with me. Sometimes I'll just sit quietly. Sometimes I'll read out loud to them. Yes. Let your and don't don't do it, you know, where you're like, look at me, kids, I'm reading no. my Bible. Um no. but and, and but talk about it. That is a part of your life. Let them yes. let them see yes. that that's what you're doing. Well, and and talk about it with them all the time. Um, you know. Deuteronomy six, you know, when you just when you're living your life every day, find ways to bring God's word into just your everyday conversation. And sometimes it takes practice to do that. But if you're intentional about it, you can find ways to do that. There's mm -hmm. um, two things I would recommend. Um, one is Ginger Hubbard's um, uh, Wise Words for Moms. Um, that is a great tool for uh, discipline. But there's another thing that I have, and, and Garrett, if you're listening, maybe one of the girls can bring this into me really quickly. It's called the Child Training Bible. I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this, Abby, um, but it's fantastic. It's a Bible that has a bunch of- Oh, is that uh, with all the colored tabs? Yes. Okay, we have one of those, and there's there's the child training one, and then there's also one for adults. And the, it's yeah. uh, that we use that. I use that yes. every day in our home. It's brilliant. It takes a lot of work to do it, but it's yes. one of the greatest Bible studies for a parent to do. I When we built that- when you have to build it yourself. Yes. It, it's so educational yes. and it helps get you into God's word. Right. So basically you it, need a link to that because that I, is I will wonderful. I will link to that somehow. Um but it it is a fantastic resource. I'm, yes, it's wonderful. You know, Lacey had it out yesterday and I'm not sure where it is. Anyway, it it goes through just different virtues and characteristics and stuff and and then it's you tab your Bible and highlight different verses in your Bible so you can go directly to that so good. Thing. It's I know that sounds ridiculous. It's so hard for to example, understand. When when a kid is lying, you 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 it, it you go to the lying tab and it has all the verses on lying tabbed and highlighted in a specific color so that you're not scrounging going, "Don't lie," because I'm right. pretty sure God tells us that we shouldn't lie. Like, right, right. You're actually taking them to the word and it has it all laid out for you. Right. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. Sherry's asking, what do you say to parents who have their kids in Christian school? Um, do you, I, I have an answer for that, but Abby, I'll let you take that one first. Um, 
I, I, I'll let you answer that. I think, you know, I'm going to let you go ahead and answer. Okay. You were, you grew up in a Christian school, right? I did grow up in a Christian school. I really believe that here's the deal. The best, the, the best design, the way God designed it is for a parent to teach and train their children. That's right. Am I against Christian schools? No, I taught in a Christian school, but you know what? People were still dropping their children off to me to teach. Um, and that's not really God's best design. It's a parent's responsibility. The other thing I think you need to be careful about Christian schools is, so my husband um, went to a Christian school and he, and he also, he was homeschooled for a while. He was public schooled for a while. He was Christian schooled for a while. And he said, and just be careful. He said the Christian school, he had far worse influences in the Christian school than the public because so many parents dropped their kids off to be reformed. There, so many kids dropped their parents off because their kids were struggling. Um, they were naughty kids. So the parents dropped, well, all kids are naughty kids, but you know what I mean? They were really <laughs> struggling kids. Yes. Uh, so the parents would dump them off there to have someone else teach and train them in God's way. Yes. And so he said it was not a good setting for him. And I know not every Christian school is that way, but really the question is, when we go to God's word, I just want to point you back. When we go to God's word, who does God tell to train your children? And just ask yourself that. You guys can ask me a lot of questions, and I'm going to point you back to God's word. because, And you can do that. You can say, what does God's word say? Who is supposed to be teaching and training my children? I don't read that it said it's a Christian school. I read that it says that it's a parent's job. Right. Right. That's what God's word says. Well, that's basically, <laughs> yeah, that's basically my exact answer. Um, again, I grew up in a really good Christian school. I loved the school that I grew up in. Um, I had teachers who really poured into my life and into my heart. And and much of who I am today as a Christian is because of them. However, um, the the influences of some of the other people that I went to school with were not so positive. And I I see Christian school much like a parent who is not taking seriously their role to disciple their children, sending them to youth group on Wednesday night and mm -hmm. Sunday morning, Sunday school, and just saying, okay, I'm our kids yeah. are good. They've got their Bible training and their Christian -y training, and we don't have to do anything about that. It's all taken care of, and I'm paying a lot of money right. to have someone else do that for me. Do my job. To, I mean, I'm right. sorry. And it's, do your job. Sure. And let me just say, I don't say it to shame anybody because I know that there are circumstances where, you know, I mean, I, mom is going through something, you know, may, maybe, well, I know a lot of single moms homeschool and that's a different topic, um, but maybe mom has to work full time and maybe, or she maybe has to, dad says, no, this right. isn't happening. You will not homeschool. Absolutely. And she is honoring God by honoring her husband. Right. And there are a lot of women like that. And you know what? Yes. I want to tell you girls something, if that's your case, God will bless your obedience to him. God will God will protect your children in a way that is different because you are being obedient to God by honoring your husband. So we're not saying that you're raw. I mean, everybody has different circumstances. You know, yep. everybody has different. And if you have to put your kids somewhere, I would say do it in a Christian school over yes. a yes. secular school. Of course, that's a better choice. So everybody has different circumstances. Yes. Yep. And that's exactly the thing is, is if you have to put them in school, you cannot mm -hmm. homeschool them for some reason. If you have to put them in school, Put them in a Christian school by all means. Absolutely. I would, I would literally, and I'm going on record saying this. I would keep my kids out of school and never ever educate them before putting them in a public school. I would because not because they're being kids, educated there because they're, they're being be indoctrinated educated. and educated yeah. in a way that is completely contrary to the Word of God. And I yeah. would never put my kids in a public school as long as the Lord allows us to homeschool them. We will mm -hmm. always home educate our children. Um, I, I cannot think, believe how many comments are coming in from people whose kids are either in public Christian school or have been to Christian school. 
and they're confirming everything we're saying. Yeah. It's worldly. It's not. I mean, right. read the comments. I, Those are from people who are there and right. are there. I went to a, I went to both. Well, I grew up in private schools, but I went to a Catholic school one year. And I remember the, I was only there one year and I told my parents, it's like paying a lot of money to go to a really bad public school because it was really <laughs> the school that all the rich kids went to. And they actually had more money to do the drugs and to party oh, and to wow. do all of the other things. So, and that's not every Christian school. And, and so I'm, I'm not hundred percent down on Christian schools. I'm just saying, I, like Abby said, I think the best option is for you to have your kids at home and to homeschool them because God has called you as their parent to be their teacher and to be their authority and to teach them the morals and values. And, and, um, so anyway, we'll leave that one. Cause I know that there's other questions yeah. really quickly. And Garrett, I, I, oh yeah, go ahead. So this oh, is yeah, the child training Bible. Um, and we'll try to put a link to it. So inside here, here's tabs at the top and inside it's hard to get this all in here. Um, mm -hmm. it has all of these different things. So anger, complaining, defiance, and there's one called the virtue training Bible as well. So you make this yourself, you kind of buy the kit and the, the Bible, and then you put it together, which is fantastic, but you would go to fighting mm -hmm. and you would click on the or not click, click on not a part. <laughs> you would go to the first pink tab and then you have it. Let's see, where is it highlighted somewhere is a verse. So the one in pink would be a verse on fighting. And that one says, turn away from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. And so yeah. she has set up all of these verses already for you. And then you tab it on the top, the bottom um, and the side. And you can it's a very quick way to grab scripture on all these different things. So anyway, that's enough about it takes, that. It takes some time to make, but let me just give you a hint. It's a yeah. really great thing to do with your kids, like for maybe Bible time, yep. you know, look up the verses with them so you can work it into your day to get the word into your kid. It's not like you have to stay up at midnight to build this because it does take a little while. Totally. Do it with your kids. Set yep. aside a day and say, today we're looking up the verses and fighting and everybody gets out. And so it's, it's a really great opportunity. I also want to go back because we talked a little bit about, we're not shaming that, this everybody's walk is a journey. And I just want to tell you, so you know where I come from. I was a public school teacher and I will never forget sitting in my mother-in-law's kitchen. This was before my husband and I were married. I was just the little girlfriend and I was in college being trained to be um, an indoctrinator. And um, I remember she was so pro homeschool and I sat there and I was like, cause I come from a family of educators, indoctrinators. <laughs> and um, I said to her, um, homeschooling is so weird and it's so bad and it's so not good for kids. And I literally had this conversation. So we're not saying every, if you're listening to this going, I've messed it up. I thought this was okay. I thought I was doing the best thing. It's not too late. God changes hearts and God takes you from where you're at and he's going to take you to where he wants you. So that's my, praise God, he got a hold of me before my kids got into school. But yes, I agree. And I mean, like I, you know, I'm seeing one of the comments that says, I'm feeling guilty for letting my first child go to public school through sixth grade. Please Stop. don't do that. We're, we are not here to condemn you and to convict you of that. Um, if, if you're just now realizing, okay, wow, this homeschool thing, yes, we should be doing this. Let me say again, first go to your, first go to the Lord. Next, if you feel like God's calling you to do this, go to your husband. And, and he is make, calling you to do and, it. His and, word tells you he is. Right, that's right. <laughs> and go to your husband and talk to your husband about it. And if your husband is not in agreement with it, then you just pray that the Lord would change his heart. But do not let homeschooling build a wall between you and your husband. No. Your marriage comes first. And your relationship mm -hmm. with your husband comes before pulling your kids out of school. So, and so, and please don't feel guilty. You know what? God, God is so sovereign and powerful and he uses things like putting our kids in public school sometimes to teach us the lessons that he wants to teach us right. and to teach our kids. And so it's okay. It's not too late to go back and, and 
and just start over, you know, just reset. So um, right. we're going to do one more question because we are just about out of time oh, and we've got to get on to it. But okay. but we have a panel this afternoon. And so yeah. we will try to get to some of these questions this afternoon as well. And we're going to have Sam Sorbo on with us. So if you've ever had Sam heard Sam speak, she is a firecracker. Um, so she'll be glad to answer some of your questions as well um, as our other panel members. And um, I will go through these this afternoon um, okay, and answer some. Like answer. Kristen KH, I'd love to. I'd love to. Well, that's the one that. I was just going to read. Um, okay. Really, we'll have to do this one quickly. But she says, "How oh. can you engage with other Christian families who disagree? They either don't know that uh, don't know all that's being pushed on the student, or they think that their child will be okay." Um, one minute, sure. Abby. Okay, that wasn't the one I was. Gonna, share the oh. session. One, take them to God's word. Because here's the thing is when you give our opinions, it can cause division amongst people because they think it's your opinion versus theirs. When we speak God's word, we're just speaking God's word. That falls on the Lord. So we, if you share these verses with them and and speak the truth in love, be humble. Um, I think that's what I have to say is, is really be humble and speak the truth in love. But take them to God's word because it's kind of like, when you're a wife and your husband says something, you can kind of default back on, well, that's what dad said. <laughs> like I'm off the, take him to God's word. This yeah. is what God says. This isn't me. I'm not preaching this gospel. I'm just living the living according to God's word. So this is what God's word say. And also don't be afraid because sometimes people want, I mean, she wants to hear it. If they're opening up these conversations, sometimes we're so afraid we're going to offend someone. But when we actually speak it, like that day at the park, I told you, and they're like, we're going to put our kids in middle school to expose them. When I point took them back to God's word, it was like the light bulb went on. And rather than be upset with me, they were thankful. They were thankful that I would speak truth to them. So speak the truth in God, in love and then and then leave it at the Lord's feet. Yep. And pray for them, you know. Yeah. Just commit commit to praying for yep. for your friends. So I wish we could just talk all day long about this. This is so good. And you guys, thank you for your comments and your encouragement. Um, sometimes mm -hmm. it's hard to say the thing that's hard to say because you know that it's it's convicting. I will say with this session, um, we'll make this session just available um, even outside of the Homegrown Generation Family Expo because we, this message needs to be out there. So we're, we'll make it available somehow so that you guys can share because I've seen some comments saying, oh, my friend needs to hear this or my family member needs to hear this. Um, we'll, we'll just make this one available for free so you guys can just share it wherever and with whomever you choose to share it with. And and Abby and I will be glad to take the heat for it. You can let people get mad at us. <laughs> send, them, send them to me. They can come find send them, me. Send them to Abby and she's going to send them to God's word. Thank you so much for listening this week to this amazing episode from Abby Ranella on why homeschooling matters. I know that you've been encouraged. I know that you've been blessed. And again, hopefully you've been able to join us this week for the Homegrown Generation Family Expo. If you haven't, it's not too late. You can still register at homegrowngeneration.com. Use the coupon code podcast, and that will give you 25% off of registration. Podcast. Just put that in the coupon code box and uh, sign up there. Homegrowngeneration.com. Whether you're listening or watching, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Um, we, we love what we do, and you are the people who help us get the word out about this. I love it when we find out that people have shared it and said, oh, my friend told me I needed to listen to this podcast, and they were encouraged by it, and it's how the body of Christ works. So be sure to share this with your friends, and please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you back here next week with another fantastic guest. Bye.
What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.